Welcome back, everyone. It is... What is today? I have to keep reminding myself of what today. It is September 8th, 2021, the day of new beginnings. Hope everyone had some new beginnings to their life. Because the 8th, number 8, new beginnings. 9 is fruit. I don't know what 2021 is, but I'll look it up some of the time. But uh, yeah, nine is fruit because there's nine gifts of the fruit. So the nine, f- nine fruit of the spirit. Well, yeah, the best way to describe the fruit of the spirit, it's one fruit. But then there's segments like an orange. An orange would have nine segments. I mean, you know, multiple segments to it. So at least that's how I explain it to the young, the youth at our church. Because uh, I always thought of it as the fruits of the spirit, but it's the fruit of the spirit. Thank you, Pastor Chaplain Mike at our church, my counselor, who <laughs> I was telling him that day that I, hey, I'm leading youth group tonight. And I was like, he's like, what are you going to talk about? I said the fruits of the spirit. He's like, how many of the how many fruit of the spirit are there? And I was like, nine. He's like, no, there's one says fruit of the spirit and i was like what fruit can be plural anyway it was a good conversation it was good it was good and then i saw all these videos that blew my mind that was talking about how yeah there's only one fruit of the spirit i don't know why i'm talking about this right now but i look forward to when we get to galatians six or five where it is always i always forget if it's five or six one of those where it talks about the fruit of the spirit. But anyway, I started this podcast out just rambling. So let's, uh, you know, we're going to read Psalm 23 again. It's a good scripture to read before you go to bed. That or Psalm 91. So the Lord, I'm just going to pray through it. This, uh, this talks about the good shepherd, a Psalm of David. Thank you, Lord, for being our shepherd. Thank you for giving us all that we need. Thank you for allowing us to lie down in green pastures by thank you, Lord, for leading us beside quiet waters. We thank you, Lord, that you renew our life. We thank you, Lord, that you lead us along the right paths for your name's sake. We thank you, Lord, that even when we go through the darkest of valleys, we will fear no danger for you, Lord, are with us. Your rod and your staff, they comfort us. And and we will dwell in your house, O Lord, as long as we live. Thank you, Lord, for this psalm. Thank you, Lord, that you are our peace, our comforter, our strength. Pray just for another amazing day. Lord Jesus, I'm about to just straight up say it, Lord. I will love, well, first of all, I have some ideas of some place, places I like to stay, but you know exactly where I'm going to stay. You know where my next home is going to be. I would preferably like to buy something, but hey, if you want me to rent for a while, I'll do that too. But yeah, I pray for a place. I, I pray for my neighbors across the hall that you would give them a place. I agreed with my little buddies that if they would pray for me to get a put my own house, I'll pray for their own house. And they even like even said. It would be cool to have be neighbors, possibly. Uh, so my little homie Charlotte and her brother Keegan. 
Anyway, shout out to them. Lord Jesus, thank you for that. Lord, also, it'd be dope to have a wife, a helpmate, because I don't know how much longer your boy can uh, stand single in this uh, cuff, cuffing season right around, right around the corner. What else? Um, pray for old dude at our church. He knows who he is. Actually, yeah, I can say it. No, should I say it? Yeah, I can say it on here. Yeah, you're the same. Yeah. Lord, I'll just say it. Yeah, you know who he is. You know his name. I don't, I don't say his name on here. But shout out to him, Lord. I pray, Lord, that he would have favor with uh, his shoulder surgery as tomorrow. Yes, God, be with him. Pray for that other prayer concern. And with the, the fluid in the lungs, you know that person's name, Lord. I just pray for everyone listening, God. Anyone that's dealing with any type of sickness, pain, you name it. Ailment in their body. We thank you, Lord, that as as I have it on my wall, Psalm 147, it says, you have healed our broken hearts. You have bandaged all of our wounds. So I thank you, Lord. I'm even seeing, God, when we pray for people who are in pain or suffering or hurting, it also heals me. There's something in, in my heart that gets healed. And I'm sure other people can say the same thing when they pray for somebody. There's a healing that takes place and, and our faith grows when we see you answer the prayer, when we are waiting to waiting to see you answer the prayer in your particular sovereign way. It does something to all of our hearts, Lord, and it draws us closer to you, Lord. So we thank you for that. And uh, lastly, yeah, when we go into Judges chapter 18, it's where you speak to our hearts, transform our minds. And uh, lead us into those things that you want to lead us into. Soften our hearts. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. I feel like I'm all over the place tonight. I apologize for y'all that listen to this podcast later. Even if if you made it this far, to the six-minute mark. I've, <laughs> I kind of feel like I'm all over the place. But it's got a, got a lot of things in my mind. Particularly this whole situation with this young lady, man. Oh, man, it is wearing on me. Like, it is wearing on me big time. But you know what? I'm going to give it to you, Lord. I'm going to give it to you. Because <sighs> you said, cast all your cares on you. You'll give us rest. Take take your yoke upon You said, take my yoke upon you, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So I'm going to do that right now. I'm going to take off this this rucksack. Filled with loneliness and sadness and, <laughs> and depression. All right. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. I just got a message from my counselor. So. Yeah, yeah, God is good. God is so good. I'm just so excited about like, there's a lot of things I wish would be different right now. But you know what? It's forcing me to just appreciate the things that are going well. Because it's so easy. Like we're by nature. Like we're, for some reason, we're, drawn to the negative stuff 
bad things and it's easy to focus on the bad and the negative and to be have a critical spirit and uh and complain as the children of Israel did but I I honestly believe the Lord there's a currency that the Lord operates in when we have a thankful heart a thankful spirit and we our attitude of gratitude people who have attitudes of gratitude seem to just have a a better joy-filled and exciting life so and there's blessings that come with that and you attract i don't know i want to get into all that weird secret stuff and the laws of attraction and all that but there is something to people are attracted to people who have a positive attitude and good things start to come your way and the lord ultimately the sovereign lord I just think of it as like with my kids, like, would you want to give your kids something if they are constantly not to say that God won't still bless you? But there's something I just know as me as a father, when my kids are like act like brat, if they are my kids don't really do that. But if they were to act bratty or ungrateful or just have a bad attitude, just complaining all the time, I wouldn't want to give them anything because I'm like, you ain't even thankful for what? you already have like yeah if they already have like a toy or something like that and they just complain about it you know what they have or they barely even value it or they don't even like value a relationship with me they just see me as money in a wallet you know there's something about that yeah like i'm some genie that makes all their wishes come true um that wouldn't make me want to really lavish on them bless them I don't know. I don't don't know. I don't know how it all works in the spirit realm. But I honestly think the Lord, he he operates in such a way to where, yeah, when we stop complaining and we're positive and we thank him, he says, all right, I can bless that. I can bless that heart attitude. And when our heart is in a position to where, just like Hannah, I always bring the story up with Samuel, she was willing to, as soon as she, the very thing that she was begging for, she didn't make that child, Samuel, an idol. She Once she weaned him, she gave him over to uh, service in the temple with Levi. Yeah, Levi, I think that's the name. Anyway, or Eli, one of them dudes, one of them priests. But yes, God is all about hard attitudes. All right, now that I've already used up 11 minutes, let's go ahead and Judges 18. Dan's invasion and idolatry. In those days, there was no king in Israel, and the Danite tribe was looking for territory to occupy. Up to that time, no territory had been captured by them among the tribes of Israel. Hmm. I think the Danites were the 12th tribe. They remember, they're the ones that like held up the rear followed on the rear when they were they were traveling the children of israel were traveling to the promised land anyway all right so they're looking for territory to occupy up to that time no territory had been captured by them among the tribes of israel so the danites sent out five they sent out five brave men from all their clans from zora and eshtal to scout out the land and explore it they told them, go and explore the land. They came to the hill country of Ephraim as far as the home of Micah and spent the night there. Y'all yeah, remember Micah was old dude 
who uh, hired somebody to be priest in his home and had a uh, had a little stat um, an idol made. Yeah, he's the one who made it. Had an idol. Anyway, yeah, Michael was doing some jacked up stuff. He was doing some jacked up stuff. He wants to put that guy wasn't too happy with, and so wasn't too pleased with. So yeah. Anyway, they came to the hill country of Ephraim, as far as the home of Micah, and spent the night there. While they were near Micah's home, they recognized the accent of the young Levite. So they went over to him and asked, "Who brought you here? What are you doing in this place?" Who brought you here? What are you doing in this place? What is keeping you here? He told them, this is what Micah has done for me. He has hired me and I became his priest. Then they said to him, please inquire of God for us to determine if we will have a successful journey. The priest told them, go in peace. The Lord is watching over the journey you are going on. Amen to that. That's my prayer for myself. The five men left and came to Laish. Laish. They saw that the people were there, who were there were living securely in the same way as the Sidonians, quiet and unsuspecting. There was nothing lacking in the land and no oppressive ruler. They were far from the Sidonians, having no alliance with anyone. When the men went back to their relatives as Zora and Eshtal, their relatives asked them, What did you find out? They answered, come on, let's attack them, for we have seen the land, and it is... Hmm, what are they going to say? It is what? It is very good. It's funny. My son, Aiden, I don't know if he'll ever listen to this in the future, but when he was a kid, he's still a kid, but when he was a lot younger... Let's see. He was in first grade. I think it was first grade. He was going to this Christian school. Shout out to Summit Christian Academy, at least Summit. Anyway, he was going to this school, Christian school. And they had him memorizing all these scriptures. It made me have to be stay on top of my game. And I had to memorize them as well. But so he was learning Genesis 1-1. And he said, in the beginning... God created, I think I got it saved on audio, some, I mean on video. God created the heavens and the earth. And it was very good. The way he used to say very good, he used to crack us up, all, my former wife and I all the time, say it was very good. <laughs> I don't know the way he said, I can't even duplicate it, but I love that part. That phrase, very good. Anyway, they scouted out the land, it was very good. All right. Why wait? Don't hesitate. Hey, dropping bars. Don't hesitate to go and invade and take possession of the land. Mm. When you get there, so it's interesting. All right, let's go. All right, I keep pausing. Remember, so we the first time children of Israel sent spies to scout out the promised land, they had, it was 12 spies Two of the spies. Wow, I just made a connection. All right, where? All right, so where is it? 
Oh my god, this just bear with me for a hot second. Uh, go back. Five, send out five brave men. Alright, so sorry. I had to collect my thoughts. So the first time they sent out 12 spies, 10 of the spies came back with a bad report. Two of the spies, Caleb and Joshua, had a great report. God killed the 10 other spies and let Joshua and Caleb live because they had faith. Then the next time they sent out spies when they actually got in the promised land to scout out all these little other tr- people in there were in the land. Um, or the whole Ray, I don't know, I'm starting to get stories mixed up. The whole Rahab prostitute situation that they sent two spies that time. So it was 12, then two, and then in this case, he sent out five. In five, I was just having a whole conversation with this, uh, pastor in my church a counselor I see five is the number of grace and as you can see they were they were brave spies I said interesting alright verse 10 when you get there you will come to an unsuspecting people in a spacious land For God has handed it over to you. Amen. It is a place where nothing on earth is lacking. 600 Danites departed from Zorah and Eshtal armed with weapons of war. They went up and camped at Kirath-Jerim in Judah. This is why the place is still called the Camp of Dan today. It is west of Kirath-Jerim. From there, they traveled to the hill country of Ephraim and arrived at Micah's house. The five men who had gone to scout out the land of Laish told their brothers, Did you know that there are an, there are an ephod? Did you know that there are an ephod, household gods, and a carved image and a silver idol in their ho- in these houses? Uh oh. Now think about what you should do. So they detoured there and went to the house of the young Levi at the home of Micah and greeted him. The 600 Danite men were standing by the entrance of the city gate armed with their weapons. 600. Uh, Their weapons of war. Verse 17. Then the five men who had gone to scout out the land went in and took the carved image, the ephod, the household idols, and the silver idol, while the priest was standing by the entrance of the city gate with the 600 men armed with weapons of war. It's interesting because Micah stole... Micah stole the gold and all this stuff to make this the idol in the first place and now i got stolen from him <laughs> they jacked they they ganked they ganked his stuff his all his stuff all right when they entered micah's house and took the carved image the ephod the household idols and the silver idol the priest said to them what are you doing no showdown verse 19 they told him be quiet keep your mouth shut Come with us and be a father and a priest to us. Is it better for you to be a priest for the house of one person or for you to be a priest for a tribe and family in Israel? So the priest was pleased and took his ephod, household idols, and carved image and went with the people. 
They prepared to leave, putting their dependents, livestock, and possessions in front of them. Hold on, this does not sound good. It sounds like it's about to be a problem. Because why didn't they destroy? They took the idols, but they didn't destroy them. Verse 22, after they were some distance from Micah's house, the men who were in the houses near it were mustered were mustered and caught up with the Danites. They called to the Danites who turned to face them and said to Micah, what's the matter with you that you mustered the men? He said, you took the gods I had made and the priest and went away. What do I have left? How can you say to me, what's the matter with you? What do you think? What do you say? What do you think? Why do you think I'm mad? Verse 25, the Danites said to him, don't raise your voice against us or angry men or angry men will attack you and your family will lose your lives. The Danites went on their way and Micah turned to go back home because he saw that they were stronger than he was. It's a lot of interesting stuff going on here. After they had taken the gods of Micah, after they had taken the gods Micah had made and the priests that belonged to him, they went to Laish to a quiet and unsuspecting people. They killed them with their swords and burned the city. There was no one to rescue them because it was far from Sidon and they had no alliance with anyone. It was in a valley that belonged to Beth Rehob. They rebuilt the city and lived in it. They named the city Dan after the name of their ancestors. Their ancestor Dan, who was born to Israel, the city was formerly named Laish. The Danites set up the carved image for themselves. Jonathan, son of Gershom, son of Moses, and his sons were priests for the Danite tribe until the time of the exile from the land. Hmm. So they set up for themselves Micah's carved image that he had made, and it was there as long as the house of God was in Shiloh, which means peace. Hmm. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. I'm just going to write, uh-oh. Uh-oh. I love when kids say, uh-oh. This does not sound good. At all. Exclamation point, smiley face. I wonder if there's anyone else out there that... Do any of you people listening? You people? You people? Do y'all make smiley faces with your your exclamation points? I do. Just curious. I saw somebody do that once and I do it all the time now. You just do two exclamation points and then you put a little half circle underneath to make a mouth, a smile. Dun, 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 dun. Let's see what Tony Evans, Tony, Tony, Tony has to say. The tribe of Dan had failed to conquer what they were supposed to have conquered in the power of the Lord. So they searched for a people weak enough that they would be able to take their land away. This is the kind of thing the Levi was expected to say, what he was paid to say. The Danites weren't paying him to give them bad news, but in truth, if you only get good news from a preacher, he's not doing his full job. Amen to that. You should be cut. I say, when you leave church, not, I ain't talking about like these pastors that be like, 
joning and dogging, calling folks out in the middle of service. Oh man, there's some wild videos on YouTube about that of uh these pastors that are just kind of that browbeat their congregation. It's not it's actually not funny at all. I mean some 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 of them are kind of funny, like when they be calling folks out for being late. <laughs> oh man, it's not like them pastors that are not afraid to call somebody out for being late at church, man. Or catch somebody sleeping. Oh man, yeah. And call them out. Anyway. What they should have done was destroy the idols and drive out the idol worshipers. Yes, see Numbers 33:52. But given how spiritually dark Israel had become, it doesn't take a genius to figure out what the Danites planned to do to Micah's trove of religious items. It's amazing as how there's something in the heart of man that is prone to idolatry. We all have our own flavors of idolatry. Isn't that wild? All right. In other words, the Danites appealed to the priest's pride and materialism. They said, in effect, we're giving you an opportunity for promotion. Leave this house church. Leave this house church. Come lead our mega church. (laughs) Thus, a compromised priest who'd been serving in a compromised house was now moving on to serving a compromised community. Idolatry was spreading. Compromised. 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 Any God that can be stolen is no God at all, but no one involved in this saga seemed to grasp that. Any God that can be stolen is no God at all. But no one involved in this saga seemed to grasp that. Yeah, sorry, I had to to read stuff more than once. I'm going to stop apologizing. I apologize a lot. Uh, Excuse me, pardon me. I needed to read that again because it kind of just went over my head for a minute. I was dazed, dazed and out. All right. The Danite army burned and rebuilt Laish and named it Dan after their patriarchs, who was one of the sons of Israel, that is, Jacob. It would become the northernmost city in Israel, a fact often acknowledged in the phrase from Dan to Beersheba, Israel's southernmost city, which appears throughout the Old Testament. Hmm. Now, that's what's interesting, too, or somewhat fascinating is the Danites like I said before I believe they were the tribe that held up the rear they did a lot of the grunt work they were there to protect the rear from enemy invaders and also a lot of stragglers who move slow or people that uh what do you call it Uh, refugees that join their group uh the children of Israel who yeah They, yeah, they had to take care of those folks. And so, anyway, they had an interesting role. Hey, Jackie, how you doing? I mean, you came in right as I'm yawning. It's kind of embarrassing. Uh, Anyway, yeah, they had an interesting role in this whole, within the group. And now they were the northernmost city. They're in the north, not not the in not the south 
In other words, the Danites had created an idolatrous stronghold, and though they still kept the Lord in the equation, used his name, and even inquired of him, they were not truly worshiping the Lord. They were worshiping a God of their own making. I'm going to say that again. In other words, the Danites had created an idolatrous stronghold, and though they still kept the Lord in the equation, used his name, they kept the Lord in the equation, idolatrous stronghold, used his name, and even inquired of him. They were not truly worshiping the Lord. They were worshiping a God of their own making. All right, before I hop on the Romans road, I'm just going to pray real quick about that. Heavenly Father, so I'm just be super honest. This is convicting because we live in a world now where idols are so, they're very covert or very, um, we don't think of them as like past tense idols where, you know, Lord, you know what I mean, Lord, where there's like these little statues made of bronze or gold and wood. I mean, they do exist. People still do that. But now the idols are, um, can be like a sport. It can be, it can be a mo- movies and TV and entertainment. It can be, um, it can be a woman. It can be anything that we place before we place our faith, trust, hope in more than you, anything that we spend more time with than you, anything that gets, yeah, that we depend on more than you is an idol. So, and also this part that really is convicting me right here, it says an idolatrous stronghold. I repent for any way we have set up idolatrous strongholds. And anyway, we've kept you in the equation and used your name, use your name, Jesus, and inquired of you, God. But we were not truly worshiping. We were worshiping a God of our own making. I repent for any way I have or anyone listening or who will listen to this in the future has worshiped a God of our own making. Reveal that to us. Speak to our hearts throughout our day, our week. And Lord, just pray that we would walk in the light and the cleansing that you have provided for us and the restoration that you have available to us through your son, Jesus. All right. Romans road to salvation. Romans 3.23 says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23 says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Romans 5a says, but God demonstrated his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Romans 10, 9 through 10 says that if you would confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. You can simply say Say this, say this prayer to God or have this conversation with him. This all prayer is, is a conversation. Say, dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know my sin deserves to be punished. I believe Christ is the son of God who died for me and rose from the grave. I want to turn from my sin and trust 
Jesus Christ alone is my Savior. Thank you for the forgiveness and everlasting life I can now have through faith in Jesus. In Jesus' mighty, miraculous, amazing, awesome name we pray. Amen. And lastly, it closes out. Romans 10, 13 says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. That whosoever is you, me, everybody. So, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for another amazing day. I thank you, Lord, that, yeah, as I fall asleep, as the people fall asleep and listen to this later, and they be blessed. Yeah, be blessed as they rest. And just thank you, Lord, that you are a good father, your gracious father. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. I, uh, um, as you can tell, I was yawning earlier. I scared my friend Jackie away. And, uh, not in a scary way. She probably was like, I just want to see what this dude is up to. Deuces, Jackie. Deuces, uh, Sak, Sak Sham Mahindarat. I'm just going to call you Hindi Rat. Or Sak. Yeah, I'll call you Sak. Sak Sham. That's easy. I can say that. Sham. They're going to call you Sham. Thanks for stopping by. Have a good day. Good night. All right. Bye.